Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay, come for the comments. Yo, 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 what's happening? We back with another episode of the Dots Up Podcast. You here with your hosts that be fronting like they know the most. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt. If you can't take the heat, then get up out the kitchen, man. What's going on, yo? We back. What's up, T? How you doing, T? Man, I'm doing great. Fresh off a, a good a good, good Frisbee tournament yesterday. Out there tossing uh-huh. the old disc. Yeah, man, I I was injured for like three weeks in a game before, and I just I I've been in the lab just rehabbing, riding my bike and shit, and then I was able to play three games. We had four games, but the fourth game I was like, "Yo, I gotta save it for for the next seat for fall season." <laughs> but um, I played really well, like just to come back from being injured, like a pulled hamstring. That shit said pop pop. I think I talked about it on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when the sounds happen, you know shit ain't right. And to go from injury to playing three three frisbee games. At about 80% sprinting, feeling good. Just doing my thing. How'd the team do? We did all right. We got um we got I think we got like fifth place. Uh and there's like 20 teams there. So that's dope. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. Word. <laughs> Reem, what's good with you, Reem? What's up, y'all? I'm uh I'm good, man. I'm good. Um just chilling, living life. Um yeah, man. Can't complain. Got a vacation coming up end of August that me and Marissa are planning for. So that's what's getting me through these next few weeks. Um, take a little few days to go either to Vermont or maybe Connecticut. Oh, sounds so excited right now. I know. This... No, <laughs> well, I'm think... to press. well, it's, it's oh, me God. thinking. It's, I'm, it's still hey, in the planning CT phase, so that's up. what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking I still got to plan and pay for it. But oh, okay. uh, that's real. That's real. That, shit. No, you got to hype yourself up to make that to make that charge. I feel you. You got to hype yourself exactly, up. Exactly. Exactly. No, but it'll be fun. We'll, we'll take like three, four days in the week, which would be really, really nice. Um, Get out of mass for a little bit. So, yeah, man. So that's what's getting me through these next few weeks. But I'm good. Otherwise, everything's been good. What's up, bro? Yo, y'all ever feel like it's like one date to another date? Like you thinking about that vacation or thinking about that? event and then you gotta immediately think about the next one coming that's a dangerous way that's 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 some rich yo not even not even gonna (laughs) lie problems yo when we were in canada bro like every transaction i was just like tallying up numbers like this is an (laughs) estimate like i have a feeling like this is this is what it's gonna come out to (laughs) oh man man that's funny that's what she was looking at the menu like all right what's the cheapest thing on this menu I said, yeah, y'all, y'all, got, y'all got any specials? <laughs> no, I always we, go for the cheapest the, thing that looks like the most food. We had to do the Canadian mm-hmm. conversion rate, too. That, that helped us out. Ease like, our real mind. time. <laughs> is it more or less? It's, I was it's just less. About it's, but it's, it's yeah, more, less. but it, it's less for us. Like, when we first gotcha, got the bill, gotcha. I was like, all right, it's not all that bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. What's, what's up with you, Shiz? You was at a tournament, too, this week. Or your, your seed was. I don't know if you was there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you see. so uh, Lucy had a cis run tournament out in Stoughton on Friday. I didn't go to that one. But yesterday, um, the, what is it, Mook? It's called the Crew Love Tournament? Yeah, Crew Love. Okay, yeah. So they had different neighborhoods. So they had Roxbury versus Dorchester. Um, it was funny because uh, Lucy was representing Roxbury. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, is that, is that why she had her hair braided? 
<laughs> she was she was one of the eight white people that supposedly live in Roxbury. We were like, yo, it could it could be a little bit more believable if you were representing Dorchester, but um yeah, so that was that was cool. Um and then you know, of course, you know, when you're doing something good for the neighborhood, there's always some hoodlums, some fucking just oh, people whoa, just doing whoa, whoa, Yeah, whoa. that's what I'm saying. Some people Full some people just Rutgers. doing nigga right? shit. And they don't have to it's not black or white. Hoodlum is it, it's not, not it's not tied black. to race. Yeah, it it's is. not hey, tied to race, bro. It it's just upon you never heard of a white person being a hoodlum. Uh, you should have said it. You should have said uh, a hooligan. Uh, Those are nuisances. Yeah. Research, though, it wasn't at the term. It was actually up the street. I guess it was a road raid incident by um, the Lee School. Oh, and, yeah. Well, you know, Lee School yeah, be yeah. yeah. getting popped at, at the near the Lee School, bro. Yeah. It's not even the first so, time in 2023 that there's been a shooting over near there. I was about to work over there. I'm yeah, but we were, we, were gone, we were gone before then. But, yeah, that's what we heard. So I'm still trying to figure out whether or not who won. That uh that men's game before shot rang so Dorchester was up so oh I probably, guess they probably put the ball said that was definitely it. playing that's what I was thinking too <laughs> yeah we losing someone let yo it we ring. gotta <laughs> <laughs> yo we're down ten call it <laughs> get the blammer yo that's Crazy. that's I'm glad everybody's safe though but that when I heard that I was like yo this is really an all American episode like something for the community <laughs> and then someone shoots a gun off. Yeah, yeah, Coop, Coop shot the gun off. <laughs> man. So what's been going on with you, D? Oh man, I'm I'm about to be in my, my Jordan era. I'm about to be rocking that 45. You know, get the Jordan soundtrack coming. Oh, that's because I'm about to make my way back. Oh, we got a special announcement over here. <sighs> making my way back. Making my way back. Um, yeah, man. I, transitioning career-wise which is dope but not it's not really a transition it's a it's going back back to the roots so about to make it happen yeah yeah so i'm happy about that that's what that's all that's going on here that's what's up similar position or a slightly different position program supervisor so better than the leadership okay okay Okay. about to be writing people up left and right uh, Owners, please. Huh? Thank you. Risk, risk game proper. I'm not wasting any time. <laughs> White folders. <laughs> right, people up immediately and expeditiously. Mm-hmm. Now you got. I'm, I'm coming in with a strong hand, so I don't because so I don't just be soft immediately and people just walk all over me. I know. I know. We got some topics to get into, but out of curiosity, like, is there? How how are you feeling about going back? Is there any kind of nerves or like uh, uneasiness about leaving a place and kind of hoping for the best and then coming back here a few years later? Well, I've had to do a lot of. How you'll be perceived, maybe. Yeah, no, I had to do a lot of self reflection. I had to take accountability. Um, That was actually one of the questions in the interview. Was like, you know, why'd you leave and why do you want to come back? And as professionally as I could say, it was just like, you know, I left because I had a recruitment opportunity. Um, someone recruited me to go and they had opportunities like teaching and being a professor that I didn't have and working at um, a higher level of education in terms of being at the collegiate level than being in high school. And that um, coming back is just, you know, in my experience, which is, is all true, even though I'm dressing it up, but it's just, it was not a place that was like uh, where I was. Um, not just in terms of like bureaucracy and politics, but in terms of vision and actual impact. 
um i was like this is this is not the same thing what i thought it was gonna be so i'm gonna make my way back over there so i'm excited and so what you're well, saying is you missed us and and then that's how i finished <laughs> that's how i finished it i said you know and i'll be real i missed it i missed y'all i did say that mm-hmm. yeah there's a couple people in there who who was down with it and a couple people in there who i'm sure still have a couple more questions that they want to ask me but um, mm-hmm. they can find me on my own time and we can really mm-hmm. hash it out but that's more so about them and not about me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. oh do we want to start But yeah, so I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I have I'll be going back to the old school, or I don't know officially, but I'll be at the old schools or supervising some of the old schools I was at. Oh shit! Um, so that's dope. it'll be it'll be dope. Congrats, man! That's dope. Thank you. Well, that oh, what and... I mean, you'll be making an appearance on uh on on, on tomorrow. Or... Uh no, September fifth, my start date. September fifth, oh, okay. officially. Um, I'm hoping that, depending on HR sending me my onboarding documents. Um, oh I... yeah, you'll, you'll start mid month. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in October, bro. Yeah, depending on what HR sends out, <laughs> over, that's crazy. Um, that's when I'll be starting. Yeah. So hopefully I can get it quicker, HR. but we'll see. Hey, I remember I was telling um. Sean about this other day. I remember when I accepted the position, HR told um our uh, ED that uh <laughs> I declined the position and we had to like go back and rewrite the contract and everything because they declined it for me. Mm. So that pushed my start date back. I was supposed to start like mid-September and I ended up getting started like the end of September. Mm-hmm. All good though, but yeah, you know, HR now it is. Until I get there, y'all can hold it down for the um for the kickoff, you know, y'all can hold it down with all that and getting ready. And I see what you did there. Ready and stuff. So y'all <laughs> hold it down. I'll get, I'll get back with y'all. Yeah, he was like, let me, let strong. me just figure out a way to ease back in so I can do the least <laughs> amount of work. <laughs> oh man, I ain't trying to talk to man. no principals right now, man. But uh, yeah, and also besides that, I'm also September fifth starting grad school. So hey, let's Ooh. go, let's go. Okay. Let's fucking okay. Go. Yeah, I'm a UMass Beacon, UMass Boston Beacon. Kind of a whack name, kind of a whack UMass logo, but Boston it is. Boston Beacon, right? Is that, is, are they even that, accredited? Like, so what is that? Don't crash their boats. <laughs> <laughs> what you say, Trev? Isn't a beacon like a light so that like people can find yeah, a certain the location? lighthouse? That's their lighthouse logo, right? and that lighthouse. so you yeah. that's uh, wow. but it, 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 it's go beacons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and hey, so gotta, what's what's the degree? What's the program? Uh, critical and creative thinking. Critical and creative thinking. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And um, it's a master of arts. It's in the College of Education and Human Development. So it's like not a master's in education, but it's adjacent in the same department. Mm. Um, but when I went there, man, I, you know, you guys were talking about before we started recording, just getting old. I had a moment where I was like, yo, I'm really... I'm really getting old now because walking on that campus first of all the first thing i was like yo there are no damn signs up how am i supposed to find my way to this place that's how you know you're <laughs> and i'm like yo i need signs directing me to this orientation i get there and i'm like yo where are all the signs and like one of the guys the orientation leader was like oh i'm so sorry about that but whoever his boss was there and it's like there's signs up i'm like oh really because i didn't see any from when i walked from the garage all the way over here and the people who I asked in the library also said that there are no signs. 
And then he was like, no, they put them up. I saw them when I came in. I was like, no, that was a parking sign to the garage, not a parking sign to the orientation. So I got to a whole back and forth with this dude about signs. I'm like, yo, I'm really old. Like, this is something I should not be beefing about. <laughs> right. That reminds me of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Dude, as I'm getting older, my whole life has become a one Larry David episode. I swear to God. I identify with him more and more every time. He be talking Man. some real shit. So is this is this hybrid or is this remote? It's online. Um, but I ha- I mean it could have been hybrid. I could have gone in, but it would have yeah. just been the teacher teaching to a camera with students on Zoom. So mm. it's like I might as well just do Zoom. Right. That's dope. Yeah. Congrats, bro. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. And I rallied the rest of the people. I asked because he really got me upset. If the orientation leader was just like, yo, <laughs> yo. sorry, my bad, I would have been like, fine, that's In cool. Thank you for saying like, sorry. D fashion, huh? Yeah, exactly. No, like Larry <laughs> David. There ain't no fucking parking sign. I didn't see any signs. <laughs> so I went, yo, I asked, I, I surveyed the rest <laughs> of the people. I surveyed them. I said, yo, are there, did you see any signs? Like, nah, I had to walk here too. I was like, all right, cool. So then at the end, when we all filled out the little survey before you get your t shirt, everybody put that there was no signs. I was like, yeah, you better get that. I was like, I'm making my mission. I'm that petty. <laughs> I feel you. I, I, I respect you should that. call him out by name, too. Uh, I didn't get his name. I should have. But he wore a blazer. So I was tag. like, you think you better than everybody because you're wearing a blazer? <laughs> everybody else wearing a polo. You're be... wearing a blazer? <laughs> That's the critical thinking right there. That's the creative thinking. Yeah. Man. Wearing a blazer in summer is also criminal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> But yeah, got no, for today. Can, I wanted to talk about this quick topic. It's quick. It won't take long, but it's just um, Jamie Foxx posted something on Instagram and um, Jennifer Aniston replied or posted a, a reply story talking about how it was anti-Semitic. And I just wanted to run by Jamie Foxx's post by you guys and then run by what she said and see if see what y'all think um so jamie fox posted this on a story just randomly for whatever he felt like posting it said they killed this dude named jesus what do you think they'll do to you hashtag fake friends hashtag fake love so that's what he put and then jennifer aniston decided to uh put up her own story with that saying this really makes me sick i did not like this post oh i'm sorry Jennifer Aniston apparently liked that post that she put that he put up and then she got backlash from I'm assuming the Jewish community. So then she posted this post in response to that. It said, this really makes me sick. I do not like this post on purpose or by accident. I don't know what that means. Um, And more importantly, I want to be clear to my friends that anyone hurt by this showing up in their feeds, I do not support any form of anti-Semitism. I truly don't hate any of I truly don't tolerate hate of any kind, period. And then that caused Jamie Foxx to put out um, a statement saying, I want to apologize to the Jewish community and everyone who was offended by my post. I know my choice of words have caused offense and I'm sorry. That was never my intent to clarify. I was betrayed by a fake friend. And that's what I meant with they, not anything more. I have only love in my heart for everyone. I love and support the Jewish community. My deepest apologies to anyone who was offended. Nothing but love always, Jamie Foxx. Where in that is it? How is that anti-Semitic? Yeah, that's well, what I'm they well, took it. They, they took it as being anti-Semitic, though, because of who killed Jesus. But 
he wasn't referring to Jewish people by you know killing him. Like it was it's a metaphor that they yeah, took it's a black saying. Yeah. Yeah. You want to break down the saying trap mm. for people who might not understand. Yeah. It. So when they say, oh, they killed Jesus, um, so you know, what do they think you do? They mean just like so people killed Jesus and he's revered as like um, a great man. So no one should have killed him. So they is really just people in general. And you say and you say that being like, oh, you can't ever be surprised by what people might do to you. Right. So like they could they could be used to refer to any or just it can be in general okay like when dj really Khaled says to... they don't want us to win he's not talking about a specific right. group of people he's just saying they yeah mm-hmm. but if you don't know that 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 saying that it actually really does sound anti-semitic You'd be like man jews kill jesus man what do you think jews would do to you like if they kill well they does kill it jesus? though i mean i'm you never I'm know historian and group, i know bro. nothing about religion but like i hear that and my initial thought is not that Jewish people killed like that. It is a stereotype. It is a stereotype. stereotype. Yeah, Yeah, so it's kind of like a okay. Even though it's inaccurate into that is the Romans who killed Jesus. Well, so that sounds to me like people who want it to be about them when it wasn't about them. Exactly. Right. Like you could you could take that post and say, Oh, Jamie's definitely talking about Jewish people. How terrible, how anti-Semitic. Or you could just assume that it's not about you and it's just a general message. Or you can assume the best that he's just making a comment about whatever. I don't. I don't get why people need to jump to the absolute worst of saying it's anti-Semitic, and then cause all of this Kanye for this and yeah. Like I, I don't hot. understand it's that. I don't right understand vir- virtue yeah. signaling at its finest when you just want to stand up and say that's wrong, so you can get a little bit of clout. Yeah. It's, it's and like you said, if you if you're looking for if you're looking to be insulted, then everything's gonna insult you. Right. Yeah, like, and easy. and if if you're seeing that, the easiest thing to do, like, it's Jennifer Anderson. You could like, Jamie Foxx would respond to you. You're a fellow famous person. You'd be like, "Yo, right. what do you mean by that?" Right. She could have DM'd him or yeah. something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean by that? And then he'd be like, "Oh, so like," and she's like, oh, "Yeah, but what do you mean that?" And he'd be like, "Yo, it's a saying." Like me, like like she could have learned for herself if you just asked, versus yeah. like just being like, "Oh, that's what it's about." When basically you didn't understand what he was saying. And then she turned her comments off because people were kicking her back in online. Like, yo, what are you talking about? And so that's like running from accountability. You put this out about someone. You put this stain on someone saying that they made an anti-Semitic comment. And then you don't have the, you had the wherewithal when you got called out to fake call out someone else. But now that you're being called out again, you don't want to put out an apology or you don't want to straighten it out or straighten the situation. Like everybody makes mistakes. So whatever like we were talking about these celebrities don't run their own socials i'm sure that's part of what she meant by i didn't like this post accidentally or on purpose like i'm sure something was happening with the team or something like that but you could still go back and be like oh my bad so that that part is also pretty whack yeah there's nothing wrong with just being like yo my bad i didn't yeah, i didn't know I'm, what this thing meant i didn't know and i yeah and then just like yo i should have people don't know how to take accountability like i should have asked before i um, if I didn't understand what it meant, like yeah, boom. maybe maybe hire a black person on your PR team now, just in case right. shit like it, this doesn't happen again. Is she, is she Jewish? <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, I, I was just know. I was just curious if if she was, maybe she felt offended by it. Well, I mean, well, she, she probably worked with somebody that's powerful who's probably Jewish. So you yeah. saying she works in Hollywood, Trev? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 
Well, another way to avoid that situation completely is like you guys are saying, just to ask like, hey, what do you mean by this? But also you could just not assume that it's the worst possible like scenario. Like I don't <laughs> or I, comment like, I on it understand. at all. Right. Or, or just don't comment. All. Exactly. It's social media. People can yeah, say but, whatever they want on social media. Yeah, and it, Why it, do you it, need it was, to respond to it? But I feel like somebody in her camp got her going and they were like, yo, this is, can you believe Jamie said that? Like, yeah, the if, odds if, of her if, actually if seeing a, the post. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. But if it was a situation like that, again, back to somebody's point, I think somebody mentioned it like, Use your celebrity status to then like reach out and have a conversation with them rather mm -hmm. than bringing it to the masses. And then when it backfires on you, like you said, D, you turn off your comments. There's no accountability being taken. And then you're playing the victim right now when you just try to yeah. bash somebody else for something. Hire a black person. And after Jamie just recovered from. <laughs> yeah, know, I know. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, that's that's what you're going to like kind of hit a man yeah. when he's down, like when he's recovering. Like, Right, like he can't oh, move man. really. Like after they clone Tyrone came out, you know what I'm bro. saying? He's stepping on that success. Like that was a great, it's a great movie. Yeah, it did. It did make me want to watch Undercover Brother again, though, because that's <laughs> I felt like it was just a serious Undercover Brother. But yeah, that's that's what I had for uh, Jennifer Aniston and Jamie Foxx. Man, the virtue signaling, the virtue signaling needs to stop. Like everybody, media at its finest. Yeah, get off your soapbox. Stop trying to act holier than thou everybody makes mistakes just let people live their life um, what's to next? be completely fair i don't think he made a mistake I oh yeah he didn't make a mistake general, at all yeah. no you're right i think it was in good in good in, in, i wouldn't say in good intentions but it was definitely directed at a masses and not at a particular group of people yeah like he like how do you even if you didn't leave those hashtags in there, like you said, Trev, I could see how someone could take that even more as, oh, he's being cryptic, but hashtag fake friends, hashtag fake love. A quick Google search even would look that up for you. Chat GPT would look that up for you. Uber like, dictionary, <laughs> like there's so many different. <laughs> Urban dictionary, AI yeah. <laughs> Urban dictionary is Urban, wild, Urban, I gotta stay off Uber, of that. I said Uber. Urban, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the correction. Yeah, that's cool. Dictionary. Yeah, what what we have next? What's next on the docket? I Want to get into the brawl a little bit? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Montgomery brawl, the Alabama sweet tea party. So sweet tea. Yeah, we. So much has happened. That weekend was so funny, man. I don't know. Can someone just detail the what happened, Trev? Can you detail it? You're so, a funny storyteller. <laughs> So for what what I see, what I seen is um, black dude goes over there. Well, before this even happens, they they tell these uh guys, these white guys in a pontoon boat, y'all can't park over there. So of course, and and I'm not gonna say what I was about to say, but say in very very Caucasian fashion, they just do whatever they want, privilege, just regardless. Privilege. Yeah, it's steeped in privilege. Yeah, just like eh, but we're gonna park here. What are you gonna do? Move our boat. And they they go they they're chilling doing whatever doing probably drinking and abusing their wives or something, um and keep to the facts yeah bro okay but they're 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 awful off off the screen so the guy goes over and I don't even know how he gets over there but he moves their boat meanwhile the boat that they're on because I guess they need to park over there is like. A, a decent ways away, but close enough that people can record on their camera. 
Um, and he goes, he moves the boat respectfully, unties it, boom, slides it down, ties it back, and then one guy comes over. People get to yipping and yapping. Then another guy comes over, hats thrown in the air. Long story short, some white guy just comes in, like tries to Superman punch him, and it's on. And then the beautiful amazingness that is black culture, niggas had niggas backs. <laughs> I don't know who that is. It's like the equivalent of when black people see people running, they just start running away too. It's like, yo, if you see a black man getting beat up by a bunch of white, they actually were jumping him. There's at least three to four people on him at once. Man was eating those hits. Then some other dude comes by. Then they call, what do they call them? Black women. The black Aquaman. 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 <laughs> Michael B. Phelps. Swimming over there. Phelps. I'm not going to lie though, from the video analysis that I did. He didn't really get into much action, but he, like he didn't really connect to me. He spent all his energy. Yeah, he spent all for a minute. The river, yo. Yeah, he was swimming for a while before he got there. Nah, 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 it was still nah. going on. He got up there. He had to catch his breath, bro. Yeah, but he wasn't really throwing much, yeah, much action. But he 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 was there, and then just and then more and more black people come in, and then. There couldn't have been that many white people in that pontoon boat, so I don't know if random white people just got into. So it really just turned into a, a big race brawl. And then, you know, the guy who's get, he's getting a lot of clout right now for his use of the uh, folding chair. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, re- he's basically become an innovator in that um, that form of combat, and he's, he's getting a lot, a lot of love on the internet. Thank you, Trev. Man, that shit Uh-oh. is funny, Trev. Initial thoughts on that before we get into some of the interviews and whatnot. I just got to say, oh, go ahead. No, I just got to say, I love the way Trev tells stories because that shit was comical. Um, (laughs) But uh, I just being on Twitter, I've gotten like so many different like vantage points of this fight taking place. And I'm like, I got to get to like the root of how this shit started. Right. Um, The folding chair situation. I showed my mom that because I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now as I started to piece it together. But she was just like, you just kind of see the at that point, there was definitely like a presence of police. But when a dude hit the the white chick upside the head with the chair, that's when he grabbed them. My mom said, why did he grab? I'm like, Ma, to be fair, you can't do that shit. Like you can't go up somebody, upside somebody's head with a foldable chair like the way he hit her. He would have yeah, did it again. He, yeah, he, he saw he sought her out. It wasn't yeah, in said, defense. He saw her. I out. said, I said, if anything, I said that that police officer low key saved that dude's life because he was going. He was he was looking to just start taking off folks' heads. Um, but you know the internet, bro, was goaded. Like they're gonna, you know, they're coming out with memes and stuff, shares and 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 just different yeah. jokes around it. So I'm just that shit yeah. was comical to me. This this was this was. One of this is going in the Internet Hall of Fame for me as well. Like mm-hmm. this is one of the most funniest moments I've seen in a long time. Uh, I don't even know off the top of my head if I could like think of a couple more that I saw so much unity on, like just everybody coming together, just laughing together. So it was, it was one of those moments we talk about the Internet and social media and how a lot of it can be depressing or wrong messaging or uh, early reactions and stuff. But this was like it all felt positive, honestly, for me. Like, it was like, this is something we can all join in on and laugh about. And, um, 
I was going to say, I feel like for me, what stood out was just the, as the video was longer on social, you got more and more vantage points. So everybody saw the initial video from like the person on the boat's perspective. And then like, you know, half hour later, people who were on the pier, they get their perspective. People who were on the ship um, behind where the person got hit with the chair shared their perspective. So it was crazy, like you said, D, to see the everybody come together and just share their videos. And then you could actually somewhat kind of piece together, oh, this is actually a whole collection of what happened. You know, you don't have the context of what was said, but like you could visually see what was going on. And I think that's kind of the crazy part. And uh, just to see like, the like like you guys are saying people in a sense kind of come together like everybody sees this one person getting jumped and taken advantage of so people came in to help you know and it gets put off as you know black people coming to help black people but very much like it seemed like a group of white people were jumping this black security guard for what everybody assumes is just the guard doing his job we don't know if he said some whatever he said but you can assume he just was doing his job and like you said he asked the guys to move and for some reason, they got upset and, and did that. So to see all these people come together and be like, no, we're not going to let this happen. Like it, it, like you said, D, it's really kind of a crazy moment um, as far as the internet goes to see something like that kind of um, just unfold with, uh, you know. In real time. Eyes. Yeah. And, and also, like, with all the different views, we are unofficial, like, our generation is, like, unofficial students of, like, the World Star era. So we're so used to seeing, <laughs> we're so used to seeing different fight videos or different mm-hmm. um, fight compilations of just stuff happening. And these little clips get pieced together, but rarely have we seen from several different angles how a situation unfolds. And mm-hmm. so we're basically uh, Stuart Scott of this now. So like we can all break this down at every angle on some Stephen A, uh, some Stephen A stuff. Like so that's also what I loved about it too. Is like. Like every vantage point you could have, you could have, and you just watch over and over and over again. It was cathartic mm-hmm. almost. Like, yeah, get them. And um everything about it was like, so you have Aquaman swimming over, right? You have the security guard throwing his hat up in the air like he's in the Bobby Schmurda video. You have this dude. Wait, was he a security <laughs> guard or was he a yeah, employee he was a security of the guard. boat? Oh, I think he was, he was, I'm sorry. I think he was the boat captain, actually. Yeah. He was yeah, the boat, yeah. Like, boat security. Yeah. I, he seemed yeah, like he security of the security. Guy, he worked right? for like, like that's what I, the captain. The He's the captain. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, um, I know that. And also, <laughs> and also, the boat is called the Harriet. <laughs> so, after Harriet Tubman. So, it's like this thing just gets funnier and funnier. Like, you're right. The jokes write themselves when you watch mm-hmm. this situation happen. Um, you know, when he threw up the hat, somebody made like a clip where he threw up the hat and it was just like a bat signal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I actually have some of what the um, with the gentleman who first was assaulted. I guess that's what it was. He got yeah, jumped. Because my first, my question, one thing is like, yo, I like my job. But like, it's too, for me, once shit started getting spicy, but like, all right, I'm gonna head out. Like, I don't got time for this. Like. Because he he hung around like he was yeah, like he did. they were he talking was, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. After he moved the boat and said, "Yo, I told you I can't park here." Like you can dip because the sp- the boat is moved. They move it back. Then like like because, you know like what? But could you he also see it? Could you also see it as like a like he's in the business of customer service too? So you get to a point where you're just like, "Hey, can you move you this?" And then you're acting like an ass towards me, and I'm at 
for me personally, I like, yo, fuck this job. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, what's up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I could see how that could go too. And then shit started to pop off. If he owns that you know? boat, his sales are going up. So, Black so people. I got it yeah. right here. It's, it's... He needs to get that. He needs to get that chair and just like mount it, like frame it up and put it in the boat. <laughs> like that'd be tough. Or some black owned business should do that. Um, so... Somebody check Amazon right now for foldable chairs. See if the prices went up. <laughs> <laughs> I have from that US... specific brand though. From USA Today, actually no, the fold for before I go into USA Today, folding chairs have been selling out. I've been seeing that. People <laughs> been going in and buying them. Wow. Yeah, um, but it's, it says people. a total of 13 people were detained in the aftermath of the brawl which happened in Montgomery's Riverfront Park. Three men and one woman were charged with third-degree assault, which is a misdemeanor offense in Alabama, as is disorderly conduct. One man initially charged with misdemeanor assault on the attack has been cleared of wrongdoing, police said on Friday. All of those charged uh, are from out of town, uh, Mayor Stephen Reed said in the news conference on Tuesday. Mayor Reed, I believe... Um, someone needs to check this. I believe he's the first black mayor of Montgomery. Um, and here it says the co-captain describes violent attack on Montgomery, Alabama riverfront. Damian Pickett, 43, described in a handwritten statement to authorities included in court documents how he was attacked after moving a pontoon boat a few feet so the Alabama River cruise ship, the Harriet II, could dock. The ship's captain had asked a group on a pontoon boat at least five or six times to move the riverboat's designated docking space. But they responded by giving the finger and packing and packing up to leave, Pickett said in the statement. Pickett, the boat's cap co co Pickett, the boat's co-captain, and another member of the crew went to shore to move the pontoon boat three steps to the right. After that, two people encountered them, threatening to beat him for touching the boat. The men argued that it was public dock space, but Pickett said he told them it was the city's designated space for the riverboat, and he was just doing his job. Then Pickett said he was punched in the face and hit from behind. Quote, I went to the ground. I think I bit one of them. All I can hear is I'm going to kill you. Uh, end quote. And beat you, he said. Pickett said he couldn't tell how long it lasted and grabbed one of them uh, and just held on for dear life. And then a second round of fights happened after the riverboat docked and several crew members approached the pontoon boat. Uh, videos of the incident involving several white boaters attacking Pickett, who was black, and a teen deckhand, who was white, was punched, went viral and led to international news coverage. The deckhand's mother heard a racial slur before Pickett was hit, she wrote in the statement. Uh, Montgomery police said they consulted with the FBI and determined the incident did not qualify as a hate crime. Reed, the city's first black mayor, said he will trust the investigative process, but he said his perspective as a black man in Montgomery differs from his perspective as mayor. He said, mm, in a like quote, that. from what we've seen from the history of our city, a place tied to both the pain and the progress of this nation, it seems to meet the moral definition of a crime fueled by hate. And this kind of violence cannot go unchecked, end quote, uh, from Mayor Reed. And then he goes on to say, quote, it is a threat to the durability of our democracy. And we are grateful to our law enforcement professionals, partner organizations, and the greater community for helping us ensure justice will prevail, end quote. Yeah. And that's on the USA Today, that article. Hmm. So you fuck I know I out, saw... So. 
I saw something else, and I, this would have to be fact-checked, but at least from two different places, that there was a hospital staff member that um, reportedly was working the night or the next day when the people who were on the boat came to the hospital for their injuries. And reportedly, she was saying that these people were um, like using racial slurs and speaking very negatively about Black people and specifically the captain um who they initially first assaulted um and i the woman who worked at the hospital was kind of detailing their like demeanor and kind of how they were acting in the hospital as they were getting um you know treated for their wounds and she was saying she felt like these people were racist i, I guess there's no way for us to really know for sure but I, I saw at least two different kind of sources of people reporting that the people involved were had very negative opinions of black people um, or at least that were their comments when they were kind of seen in public afterwards. Well, if they weren't before, that was they definitely were after after catching <laughs> that detail. Yeah, yeah. From what from what the from what I heard, the that is true. they said that they were they were um, I guess they went to the hospital and using racial slurs and things in the hospital. And the police, I guess it was like some cyber security or something. They called the police or something. And the police said, well, you can get treated or you can go home. And they decided to go home. Mm. Yeah, that's wild. And another another thing from all that that I do like is that uh, they we have repurposed, we as in uh, the culture of Black Twitter or Black X now. I don't even know what to call it, call it Twitter or X. But um, Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town. Uh, if anybody's heard that song and the controversy around around try that in a small town, uh, we repurposed that and now we're saying that and now we're going around saying try this in a small town and carrying folding chairs with us. So I like I like when we repurpose stuff for our culture as well. I think that's dope. And the controversy around that song is that Jason Aldean made that song and music video in like a town that had a very famous lynching in it, and so it seemed like he was supporting. Uh, supporting racism and lynches and violence towards black people by making that song called try that in a small town but he says he wasn't um of course um but that was a while ago uh, a couple months ago so now uh we've taken back now we're saying that try that you try to try that in a small town so i think that's funny as well legendary we'll tell our kids about this Word. Um, wow. So, yeah, internet going internet. Uh, Reem, you got something for us? Um, I ain't got no more thoughts on that, man. I've seen enough content. That was a good debrief. That's uh, that that's something. Yeah, I think if you want to jump into our our next kind of story for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, what's kind of been big in the news with everybody, or not everybody, but multiple disciplines um, striking because of, of pay and services is UPS has kind of been in the news regarding the pay and treatment of their workers. And so recently there was a new deal struck with, the, was it the labor union? Um, yes, their labor yeah. union, which is Teamsters Labor Union. And they represent a few people or a few workers and organizations um, the International Brotherhood of Teamsters is what they're called. I'd never heard of them before this, and I'm still kind of looking up and learning new stuff about this. But um, yeah, go ahead. My bad. 
Yeah, so the the um, labor union was able to advocate for UPS workers to get increase in, in pay and benefits. And so like the numbers that are going around on social media will say something like $170,000 um, for full-time staff. What I've seen and what I've read is that that's a mix of their salary and benefits, but it's still a substantial increase from what you know they were making before. So just better benefits, better, you know, care for the workers um, and increased pay. And this has kind of been, I don't know, this is one of the bigger pieces of news in terms of a lot of companies and agencies, you know, in labor discussions, you know, like Amazon and, you know, the writer's strike and all this stuff. So I think this is kind of, for people, it seems like a sign of progress that some groups can make this progress with the labor strikes and um, kind of advocating for better deals. And that's got people thinking, $170,000, do I want to change my job? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I, I got um from the Teamsters website, teamster.org. Um, it says, we've changed the game. Teamsters won historic UPS contract. Deal results in higher wages, more jobs, equal pay, AC, air conditioning, um, MLK Day, and part-time rewards. Damn, so they was having to ship boxes on MLK Day. So it says, um, today the Teamsters reached the most historic tentative agreement for workers in the history of UPS, protecting and rewarding more than 340,000 UPS Teamsters nationwide. The overwhelmingly lucrative contract raises wages for all workers, creates more full-time jobs, and includes dozens of workplace protections and improvements. The UPS Teamsters National Negotiating Committee unanimously endorsed a five-year tentative agreement uh, which is rank and file UPS Teamsters sacrificed to get uh, this country through a pandemic and enable UPS to reap. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Nice. The union went into fight, uh, committed to winning for our members. We demanded the best contract in the history of UPS and we got it. UPS has put $30 billion in new money on the table as a direct result of these negotiations. Um, we've changed the game, battling it out day and night, making sure our members won um, and so on and so forth. And UPS came dangerously close to putting itself on strike, but they kept firm on their demands. Uh, I think this is like a real powerful story about just organizing and just being organized. Um, and the power that many times in our lives, we might feel like we don't have power, but collectively when we come together, how much power we do have. How long has the strike been going on for? I mean, no, they, they didn't. They didn't strike. They they didn't they were, strike. If they would have striked August first, yeah, gotcha. they're going to okay. go strike. And then UPS was like, "We can't have that." Yeah, because it would it would have like fucked America up in general. Like oh, they're yeah. so integral yeah. into like like business stocks would have fucking crashed and shit. Like yeah. it would it would have been bad. My sneakers mm-hmm. drops would have been shot. Yeah, yeah, like all yeah, delivering. like for real though, all that stuff like. <clears throat> Yeah, shipping would have t- taken so much longer because, like, it's UPS, the USPS, and then FedEx. Like, that's the big three that like right. move stuff. But I think, especially with you know UPS getting this deal now, it's they're creating a competitive advantage against the FedEx and the Amazons because they are paying more. FedEx drivers, as you guys have mentioned, are probably gonna go and get an opportunity to be a UPS driver, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just crazy. I'd be, I'd be, it'd be interesting to see what, what these other companies are going to do now, now that they struck that deal. Yeah. Well, net, up net FedEx, maybe they already got air conditioner in their shit or something. 
Yeah, it's crazy yeah. they're driving around without AC. Man, Yo, that's, that's after listening, imagine listening. Stuff. Fuck yeah, ma- it's very often. Imagine like people have died. Mm, yeah, I believe there's it. Dude, there's this. So yeah, there's like a young boy. He was like, I want to say he was like 20 or 22, like um somewhere down in like either like a Arizona or yeah, I think maybe even Arizona. And like he was just like, yeah, I'm not feeling that well, but I got to finish this route or whatever. And he stopped like just have some water. Then his family was calling him and he just basically died of heat stroke. Like that yeah, young yeah. dude, like that's the most resilient population. So you know that shit was tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. shit's in Arizona. Too. That's ridiculous that they don't think about like Arizona and Vegas and Florida, like during these times of the year. Like 110. That's the temperature outside, but you have to remember them shits is a canister, so it's just gonna yeah. hold in heat yeah, and just shit. fucking boiling inside. And you're bro. lifting shit. <laughs> you're yeah. walking around. You're that's it's exhausting all kind of shit. Yeah. Now, yeah. Fucking it makes you think ma- about mailmen about to about to start flipping over too. Cause I know mailmen get paid all right, but they ain't getting paid like UPS. They get they get them state benefits. Yeah, they them state benefits. benefits. Yeah, it's nice. good. It gets it gets uh, balanced out. Yeah. It will be interesting to see how the companies respond though, right? Because like you have to think that this is gonna kind of start a wave effect of but but you know, not just not just other companies, but like, uh, like yeah, we see the writers and actors striking right now, and they've been. I think it's coming up three months, maybe ninety days, or something around. So they've been striking, but it's gonna be difficult to go against dudes who have millions and millions but, of dollars. But do you did but, you hear how much the the writer strike is impacting like California's economy? Like alone, it's like th- up to like three billion dollars. Yeah, restaurants. People it's working projected. in the movies, yeah, yeah. go there and, and spend money. So I'm wow. I'm thinking like not just the writers and actors, but like what if the uh musicians, artists went on strike, like or form formalized the union. Like they don't have they don't have nothing like that. Like and we hear all the time about like these 360 deals or artists getting taken advantage yeah. of. And it's like if there was people who came together and found a, la- a labor union to represent them, because it can be done. If there's a one for actors, you can have one for musicians. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like those people need to get organized. Get get what you see. Do. It seems easier to be um, independent as an artist. They, than, they, than they enforce that. They enforce that. That's what's enforced. So like mm-hmm. that's that's they make that the only path that you can take. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. easier. Well, in the way that article was reading, it, it made it seem wrestling. like um, like this this company had a, a lot in how they advocated for the rights, how they advocated for it. And, you know, speaking about like how, you know, we've made this huge step or this is a huge growth. Like, I, I think that can be used for that company to advocate for more labor rights for different groups. Right. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you'll see this company or other companies like it try to advocate for other labor unions that have been trying to get better benefits and have been able to, or for groups that are looking to unionize and, and haven't had the opportunity to. Especially how much to, I think what y'all said too, in terms of how could, how this affects like the world economy, right? Cause we're talking, we're talking about shipment, right? Between like on an international level, these motherfuckers, like you said, were to go on strike, bro. Like, <laughs> Yeah, people can't conceptualize like how that <laughs> would actually affect like, their economy. They're yeah, like, you know, yeah. we just gonna stop working. Like the impact, mm-hmm. two day shipping now turns into weeks of months. I, I'm I'm about yeah, to be I'm about to call the UPS and be like, <laughs> come on, man, what's going on? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But y'all got five on it. Pay these niggas. <laughs> no, I think that that brings a good point too. Is like, yeah, so like people who are doing services that aren't necessarily hard services, like the writers or actors, like you know, we can kind of live without them for a little bit. Like, so they're gonna try to starve them out. You know, but UPS, like, you know, we we need that stuff delivered. So we need to fix this now. But the the executives are like, now nah, we're going to let the executives of Hollywood are like, we're going to let y'all chill for a little bit and see who's really who's really about this life. Because we can chill. Well, but that's well, what I'm saying. They got is... content in the tuck shit that but hasn't the, been yeah. released that they own. Yeah. So yeah. Are they are they looking to replace them with AI or what is what what's going on? Like so there's few there's a few different problems that are going on. Okay. Um, the first problem is that the lack of residuals from streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for example, uh, Suits just got really popular. Yep. Again, and the writers from that show, Suits got popular on Netflix, and the writers on that show have only received about three thousand dollars collectively. Bro. Collectively, yeah. For that's insane. how much is being that's watched. And three billion. I was like three billion minutes in streaming, bro. And collectively, and it's got like eight seasons or something. Collectively, they got three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meghan Markle. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, Rachel Zane, man. But yeah, uh, the residuals. The residuals is one. The second part is uh, how long these seasons are. Right. So old network shows you used to have minimum like thirteen episodes, sixteen episode seasons max. You get the 20 to 24 episodes that holds you up at work for um, a good chunk of the year for like you're in work for four to six months of the year. You're in that work now with streaming episode uh, episodes are I mean, seasons are ordered to be around eight. Around eight episodes between eight and 10 episodes, which is a lot shorter of the time that you are having to put out a show and work. And then from that um, shows aren't getting uh, renewed. So shows are getting canceled quickly with streaming. So you get one show like Archive 81, like me and Rashawn like that show. Dope show, viewership, quote unquote, wasn't high enough. So they canceled it. So now these writers have to jump from that show to find a new project to do. Um, and and when you look at how shows are created, a lot of these shows, um, and I'm talking about overall, not just streaming, but a lot of these shows need to have that season one to figure out what works and doesn't work. And then in season two is when they get cooking. And then that's when they make an actual good show. Streaming shows, you're lucky if you get to a season three. So again, that also creates a shorter shorter margin for you to have work. And then the la- and then, uh, last is the AI problem. So shows are starting to use AI to write scripts. And they're also using AI to put people in the background of scenes and using AI to like... Uh, actually copy actors and de-image de-age actors or use actors when they're not available like you can see um damn star wars has put out like content with uh actors who have died and they've used cgi to use that actor but it's but it's like i don't know whether that person or that that estate got paid or not but that is a worry like so now instead of just replacing an actor you could just put a cgi image in there and so Mm -hmm that's that's also an issue so they want to protect themselves against that so that's why the actors have gone on strike in collaboration with the writers going on strike with the ai and and whatnot and that's unfortunate too because like you think about hollywood like you're in order to like 
survive as an actor or as a as a writer is off of your residuals. And if you're yeah. making, <laughs> we spoke cents about we spoke about like, Larry David earlier. Yeah, and that dude eats off of residuals off of Seinfeld. Yeah, like he has a whole empire because of that show, just because he wrote for that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I saw I think like two things that stand out about this is one from the you know from Hollywood or from the media owners of it I, I would imagine they're really just waiting out the lower end writers and actors right because those are the people that can't afford to wait you know yep. like the Brad Pitts and you know the how like all these top actors whatever they can afford to just not work for a little bit and be on strike because they have the money and I imagine if I was if I was owning this company, that's what I would try and do. But if you wait out long enough, the people on the low end have to make money. Are they going to just give in and take a lesser deal, or are they really going to hold strong? And so I, I imagine that's part of why we're seeing this wait. And I don't know what that marker is. Is it six months where you have to really assess? Is it four? Like you said, it's about three months they've been on strike. So yeah. I wonder what is that breaking point for how long the actors and writers can really go without work before they have to consider taking a new deal or um, finding another source of income. But the other thing I wanted to say quickly is there was a something that came out. It was a actor who did work for Disney Channel, and he was speaking about Disney Channel and how they utilize their children, you know, their younger actors. And basically for all their shows, they would, in the contract, write a deal that after three seasons is when your um, contract could be renewed and you could potentially make more money. But what the shows would do on Disney Channel is after three seasons, they would cancel the show and then kind of rebrand it. So like the big example was The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. You had that show for three seasons and then they changed it to The Sweet Life on, on, deck. on deck or on crew. Yeah. yeah so it's a different show. And so now the actors are continuing to be on here, but they can't get their pay raised because it's a completely new show. And so there and the the leverage they had was that if you don't want to stay on this show and try to make more we've got hundreds of kids that want to take this show now Mm -hmm. and it was just a really shady kind of way of doing so he was talking about all these kind of inner workings of it and it's like i mean that's the that's the industry it's it's insidious it's it's, it's terrible it's yeah it really is it is insidious and it's predatory Um, but like with with especially for children like Mm -hmm. yeah because like viewership no because i was just thinking and i I was talking to D a little bit about this offline too. Like, you know, that new thing now on Netflix where um, you can't share your account. Like it has to be in one household. And if you do, like you have to pay more. Um, So I'm thinking like, is that somewhat connected to the strike because of like viewership data, like viewership data ultimately yeah. boils down to like residuals and stuff that you give to people. But like, is that, the way of these major corporations trying to like crack down on streaming and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, there's, there's just so many different, yeah, I'm not sure I th- if I worded that correctly. No, but no, I, I get what you're I saying. I think they're That's... just getting, they're more money hungry. They yeah, got they're more money on hungry. The product. That's like who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when Netflix was coming up, they actually were not making money. Yeah, they, they were just in the spending, red, right? Yeah, they were in the mm-hmm. red for years. And Same they thing with fun, Amazon. Yeah, they would just fund mm-hmm. their shows with, um, with like junk bonds and shit like that and sell junk bonds or whatever. And so they were just in a huge amount of debt. And then over time, you know, the prices have slowly been going up and, you know, they got their Netflix originals and then now they're doing it. They're just, it's just more of them being like, all right, now it's time to become more and more profitable. 
Like same yeah. with Amazon. We're, people are hooked on streaming. We change the world. We change the fucking way the world watches TV. So now, like, we we want our money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, with that too, something else I saw is Illinois just passed a law that says that um, it's uh, child in influencers can sue if their earnings aren't set aside. And so basically what you would see is, you know, kids that are Instagram famous, right. And their parents run the account. You know, some of these kids were never seeing this money or had no idea where the money was going as they got older. So this new law set to go in next year says that the money that's made from any influencer. And I assume this may be able to span into, you know, like filming and, and acting, but the money has to be set aside for, for kids, um, which I think is a really interesting piece idea, um, to kind of think about in, in the future too. Yeah, no, it that's that sounds like a step in the right direction. And, and I just don't know where Hollywood is going to go. All of Hollywood, I said, I said it earlier, it's predatory. Like ever since this Me Too stuff came out, like I feel like Hollywood's been on a downward spiral um, in the way that they do business over there. Mm. And yeah. I think that should have been the biggest indicator that business is not the, the ship is the ship is sinking and business is not run properly over there. Cause I haven't even mm. talked about the VFX artists and the production artists and the mm. terrible working conditions that they get put under. They don't have a union and they're being forced to turn out these different, these huge products. Um, and I'll just go quickly over it before we wrap up. But for example, Marvel movies, they don't even let you, they don't even let you see the whole movie that you're making VFX for. They give out a scene and they auction off the scene to different departments. They say, okay, we need a scene for, uh, or I'll use the flash, the flash running up a building and saving a bunch of babies. We need a, we need a scene for that. And they'll auction it off to different VFX companies. The cheapest one they'll go to and say, okay, you make that scene, but you have no idea what the rest of the movie is. You can't read the script. And then you have to turn that around in a fast amount of time or else they'll take your um, offer, go somewhere else. You won't get paid. So it leads to a cheaper product. That's why you're seeing movies now look worse than they did 10, 15 years ago. Uh, because the conditions for VFX artists are so trash. And then you get these disjointed movies. A lot of these Marvel movies, um, I'm using them because it's the biggest machine. A lot of these Disney movies, they just look like they're cut and paste together from a production point because they are. Because it's right. different people working on them at different times. It's not even the same studio, not even the same team. And so it doesn't even make sense. So like they need to unionize as well. That's another group that needs to unionize and they need to go out, out there with the actors and the writers and get what they're doing. And it's making yeah. for a worse product. That's the thing is all make it for a worse product. A um, worse product, but more and more people are consuming it now yeah. than ever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so you get those conflated numbers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Are we the viewers, the issue? Like are playing a part? Partly. partly yeah, yeah, partly. But sure. the, the CEO of Disney makes four hundred <laughs> times what an actor does. So like we are we are a problem, but yeah. like like you can't let that go unnoticed. I was because I was thinking I was reading too, like what writers are fighting for, like, yo, we just want two percent of the pie. Like that's mm-hmm. all we want. Mm-hmm. And they're not even willing to to budge, which yeah. is yeah. which is just insane. Like you said, like they could wait this out. Because they're they're just gonna weave out like it's gonna get to a point where some of these writers are like, yo, I need to pick up a freelance mm-hmm. gig because mm-hmm. I just can't I can't well, not withstand just, this. Not just that, but we look at the dangers of monopolies. Like all of yeah. these companies, they're not just 
movie companies yeah, where these companies. actors are just actors yeah, yeah warner yeah. brothers yeah they're they're making a whole bunch of different stuff and connected a whole bunch of different bunch of different companies they have theme yeah. parks stuff like that right. you know disney connected to a whole bunch of different things right they're, they'll if they need to suffer if they need to cut off the limb to save the body they will yeah. like They'll be fine, but these actors have one stream of revenue. Like the average actor, I think, was making under thirty thousand. Yeah. So it's like I don't it's know. Nuts. It's so crazy, yeah, which situation. is which, which is really crazy when you put it in perspective. Because when you think of an actor, you think of like you know the Samuel L. Jacksons. You think of like these guys who are multi multi millionaires, and you're like, oh, they'll be fine. But like, no, ninety nine percent of actors are making less than what fifty thousand, thirty thousand. And like, I think that also plays into the dynamics of how like the everybody else views it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be on the Absolutely. side of the actors or the side of the companies, if the companies can make you think that all these actors are well off and they're all millionaires, then you're going to side with the companies and you're going to be mad that the actors are on strike. The actors want you to realize, no, most of us don't make shit. You guys need to help us because these companies are monopolizing and taking advantage of us. We just want a decent pay. That's not even fair pay 2% in my opinion. Like that's just decent, you know? Right. And so it's all about how do you navigate the the argument and how do you get people to be on your side? And, and that's where the monopolies is really impactful because they can just, in a sense, blacklist certain, you know, writers or actors and then they're screwed. What do they do? You know? Yeah, right. If you can't work for Hulu, now you can't work for ESPN. Now you yeah, can't work for Disney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get blackballed yeah. in the industry. <laughs> <You're> done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's, it's scary. Yeah, it's really scary. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it's all mm-hmm. a deeper, darker, deeper, darker criminal link. That's what I say. But <laughs> I could talk about this for hours. But I think we've 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 dug into it pretty well. If anybody else yeah. has anything else to say, I think that covers it. We all that good. All right, Reem, you want to tell the good people where to find us? Oh, man, you put me under pressure. <laughs> you can find us at Dot Up Podcast. Dot and like Podcast. Move. Did I say Dot Podcast? Damn, mm-hmm. see, I'm fucking up. I got to get that right. Uh, and you can, like Mook always says, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, and you won't be disappointed. Absolutely. And it's been another episode of the Dots Up Podcast. All your homies on that drug list. All the family fuck up split. All the minds corrupted. All that trying to look with. It's too late for you. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair. I don't make the rules. But if you break free, ain't nobody care. The worst thing to do is forget about.